0: Welcome back to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast. Is it? Is that still true? Are you still the only sports podcast?
1: Yeah, you gotta so. be.
0: Pretty sure. Owners well, of the only microphones in Lewis County. That that <laughs> is true. Uh, sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery, Gobel Septic, and AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. I'm Aaron Vantile. Joined tonight by Chronicle Sports Editor Alec Dietz, and Chronicle Sports Reporter Josh Kirschenbaum. And, oh, geez, it's almost districts already. How did this happen? The sun came out, like, last week, and now all of a sudden, I, I was just reading, like, Adna had wrapped up its, like, league baseball season already, and I was yeah. like, what are you talking about? That's <laughs> yeah.
2: impossible.
0: At least it got sunny before districts,
2: unlike last year. Yeah. Well, it
0: could still get rainy by districts. You These things that have happened. Anyway, uh, yeah, did districts, did district, near district time sneak up on you guys? Yes. yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> because a week ago, we were on the back of... Four straight days of cancellation. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
0: Uh yeah, what but first we have a note in here that there's a rant coming from Josh that says, Why can't league games just be league games? Josh, the floor is yours. Well
2: speaking of the fact that we just had four days straight days of cancellation. This is the worst thing that is going on in sports right now. You know, Scott <laughs> Van Pellet has the best thing I saw today. This is the worst thing that I've seen today. And it's all of the local leagues insisting on playing league matchups that don't count towards the league standings. And it, it just doesn't make sense. It just makes everybody's jobs harder. I don't know who likes this, but you just have random games where, like, you know, Tom Water plays WF West and it just happens that it, it doesn't count towards league. It's a non-league game. And I sort of get the point of it from the outset. They're just, you know, especially when you get down to the two B ranks, there aren't a ton of teams in the area. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have every game count, Like you want to fill out your schedule and maybe you have a cap on league games, but then it rains and you lose all of your league games and you're replacing them with non-league games and it's just sort of a matter of you're no longer trying to play everybody two times or play everybody three times. You're playing whoever you can at whatever time you can because only 25% of the days this season have been fit to play baseball and softball. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of putting yourself in a place where you're playing. You're not going to play your full allotment of league games, even if all of them counted towards league. But they're not all counting towards league.
0: Well, here's here's a potential <laughs> fix. Say you're, you're ADNA and you have three games scheduled against Naperville and baseball. Yeah. And two of those are league, quote-unquote, games. Why don't you just make the first two, whatever first two games you get in, yeah. those are league games. That would be fine. Th- the third one is just you can write that one off.
2: It's And I get, again, there's a cap at how many games you can play in a season, and maybe that's a problem. I don't, maybe there shouldn't be. Maybe there shouldn't be. The thing about... Baseball and softball is the whole point is that you're going to play a lot of games. You're going to lose some games and it's going to be if you play enough games, it doesn't matter if somebody has to play the top team in the league three times while somebody else only has to play them twice, because once you've played 15 or 20 league games, it's kind of going to all balance them out where the top teams kind of float to the top. Mm -hmm. But when you're arbitrarily making some of the games not count towards league standings, that's not going to happen. Yeah, because you're, you're keeping it artificially low. Like the, um, so the C two BL baseball isn't doing this, for the most part, even though it is kind of. And again, it just seems completely arbitrary. And what you see there is everybody's played double digit, digit league wins, league games, and it's kind of you know fallen out, shaken up the order into what basically what you'd expect it to be. And it doesn't matter that somebody's played one more league game than somebody else or two more league games than somebody else because they've all played enough that it's sort of falling into order. If you look at the softball standings, nobody's <laughs> played more than six league games and we have one week left in the regular season.
0: Is that true? Centralia and districts?
1: Tumwater haven't played each other yet. But in the... Uh, yeah. And, it, and WFS and Tumwater have played three times. And yeah, in the uh, we, ha- we
2: have one week left in the regular season and Rainier Softball has played three league games. It's not enough. But the problem is now you get to the point where, again, if you're, it's it's impossible to play three or four or five league games and have a set order like that, you're going to get teams that are within a half game of each other or a game of each other, and these things aren't going to get solved in it, a meaningful way in the next week.
1: Yeah, my and another sort of issue with it that is less of a logistical thing is, especially with the Central 2B Softball League, They've done the doubleheader where the first game counts as league and the second game is a non-league game, Eh. which is the worst setup in the history of sports. Because the first game is this, you know, obviously super intense game you're trying to win. And the second game devolves into let's throw our eighth grader in at pitcher and it turns into a 20 to 18 seven run slugfest because no one is really that adamant about trying to win it and it's like what what is even the point of playing the game anymore yeah like other than you know getting players in that wouldn't normally play but like still like their stats still like R- Rainier, for example, who has played three quote league games, but every single one of those, they played a game afterwards against that same team that was non league. That was like I remember. I think was it the Ani game? The Ani game.
2: They won one to nothing in a league game, and then they won twenty one to twenty in a non league game
1: afterwards. And it's <laughs> That's like cool. it's just a waste of everybody. Like it's just like why why is this this like just make all the ga- if you're playing a league team, it should be a league game. Like make the games matter. All, all of your league games should matter. You shouldn't play a league opponent and be like this game doesn't matter. Like we're we're not trying to win it, it doesn't matter. We're just gonna test some things out. Like you don't get enough games in to be able to yeah, if you have were, that luxury. If you were playing a 20-game league schedule and you wanted
2: to play another ten games and you couldn't find another ten non-league opponents, that would make sense. Yeah. But if you're gonna finish playing seven league games, yeah, this is this is bad.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um so. All right, good good discussion, guys. Good rant, good what discourse. Do you, what do you think? Uh, Like I said, I think you, if you're going to play extra league games, just make the first two count as league, and then just, like, write off the last one or something. Or just, like, find somebody else to play. Do something, I don't know. Yeah. Go play. If you're an EVCO team, go play a GSHL team. If you're a C2BL team, go play a Pacific League team. They got turf out there. You'll be fine. Figure something out. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Speaking of league games that don't count as league... Talk about the 2Bs. Yeah, 2B baseball. Uh, with one ish league series left on each team's schedule, here are the rankings. Toodle Lake in first at 12 and 2, Toledo at 11, th- 11 and 3, Adna 11 and 4, Napa 9 and 4, Kalama 8 and 5, Rainier in sixth at 4 and 9, and Wakayakam in seventh at 3 and 11 big drop up between yep. top five uh, and six there really the
1: haves and the have-nots yep and that Rainier. Is, Rainier that sh- is the motto of the central 2B yeah. in yeah. general
2: uh, and Rainier has shot up because they I think they started Owen Owen seven in league and they've like won four of their past six or something like that to get up into that district spot because they've
1: played more my pass Winlock lock and uh, there it is yeah all right uh, Toledo and Adna are both done with league probably we think so. The other thing too is like these are the standings to the best of our knowledge. If there were games that didn't count or counted that yeah. we don't know of or aren't yeah, out there, to track. like yeah, we're, Adna I'm tra- maybe could be a top two. Like so, anyway, this is the best that we. I'm know. tracking these by hand. Um, yeah.
2: So the other thing that happened in the two bees is um, is on Alaska doesn't have a baseball team this year, so and they canceled their season like kind of right
1: before the season started, so everybody had to... They just didn't get a a high enough turnout, so that's why they... Yeah, Um,
2: but they didn't find that out until right before the season started, so they canceled all their series, which had already been scheduled. So, like, Toledo was supposed to play Ani the last week of the season and just didn't happen, and they're scrambling to find non-league games, but they're not going to replace them with league games. Yeah. Uh, And the other one is Morton White passes having scheduling issues for other reasons or the same reasons. Nobody's really confirmed it to me. So they keep knocking their games down to no games or one game. Um they are last, they are winless, and it's kind of the honestly the difference between Tootle Lake, Toledo, Adna, and Napavine is that uh Toledo will go this season without playing Morton White Pass. To- Toodle Tootle got to play them twice and Adna only got to play them once. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that okay. All right. Uh, Toledo and Adna both done. Napavine two games left against Rainier, which like those are probably winnable, right? They yep. should
1: be wins, yeah. Uh,
0: if Napavine sweeps and goes to eleven and four, Toledo should keep second place, and
1: we're not sure what the tiebreaker would be with Adna. They split with Adna, and I believe both of those were league games. Both of those were league games. Every do-
2: every baseball doubleheader in the two B's was both leagues, both league games that we know of. Pretty
1: sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's just impossible to track. There's no communication because it's just like, was yeah. this league? Was this not league? You know, what would be some great. games where Ray, so Rainier played on Alaska in softball the other day, and the second game got rained out in the third inning, and we do not know if that game counts or not. The Tootle on Alaska. Yeah, sorry, Tootle on Alaska. Um, and it's it's just a mess. You know, it would be great is if there was a
0: um, one big statewide website which had everything consolidated and yeah. <sighs> That would be lovely. Yeah, they used to have one of those. It was great. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. If there is a tie for second place, Toledo and Adna,
1: I, I can't. And Toledo see. also split with Adna, so. Yeah, like I can't see. Did they split with Napa Vine too? Yep. Like so, Napa Vine could be in the mix too if they sweep Rainier. So. Yeah. And the
2: reason Toledo or Toledo is currently ahead of those two teams, just having played fewer league games and therefore having lost fewer league games, because they're eleven and three.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of a
2: mess. And then yeah, Tootle plays Kalama this week in a game that people here care about just because it finishes up the standings. It's yeah. the only game between vaguely two top teams. To, uh, Tootle can clinch league for the second straight, se- third straight season with a sweep. If Kalama wins, then I believe it gives Tootle. Even if Kalama only wins one, and both uh, both Tootle and Toledo finish on three losses, then Toledo gets the tiebreaker because Toledo swept Tootle earlier in the year. Good stuff. Probably.
0: When do districts start? A week and a half.
2: A week and a half. May 6th, Next, a week from Saturday.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, district favorites? Toodle. Toodle. Toodle Toledo in the finals, probably. I think it's going to be tough to overcome the... Toodle's pitching rotation, like we've been talking about, has stepped up recently, and they've been pretty hard to hit so. and
2: next week's podcast their opening rant will be the setup of districts that allows Tootle to only have to throw two pitchers the entire district tournament
1: oh that's good so i mean every team strategy is going to try to run up the pitch count on those two guys and get the bullpen in um so it'll be interesting to see what happens when that happens but um i i would imagine Tootle is probably i think i mean any one of those top Five teams could probably make a run. I haven't seen Kalama, but um, you know Toledo is definitely a really, really solid team. Adna's been solid. I think they split with Toledo and Napa Vine. Yep. Um, so any one of those teams could kind of make it. I mean, you saw it last year when Napa Vine made the run. So, yep. but I would imagine that Tuta Lake is probably a favorite just based on their two Division One pitching. Yeah, I mean they pitchers. they've won twelve straight for yep. a reason. Okay. All right.
0: Uh, shall we look at softball? There is a week and a little more than that left in the regular season, and only two teams have played six C2BL games. The standings right now, ADNA is 5-0. Again, it is the end of April. Rainier is in second place with a 3-0 record. (laughs) Napavine third at 3-1. Uh, this feels like week six football. Uh, and again,
1: like the issue is, is every single one of those, they also played a game afterwards that didn't count for league against the same team. It's like, yeah. th- this is so easily fixable. Why was this what you came like, up
2: with? I mean, yeah, you if, it, if we counted every game for league, it would have been unfair to the team that had to play Rainier twice instead of Winlock tw- twice. Right. But also... Having everybody be on 10 league, 10 league games by now would have made this so much easier. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: Uh, Toledo's in fourth at three, or Napalm in third, three and one. Toledo fourth, three and two. Kalama fifth, two and two. Uh, Tootle two and three. Ani two and four. And then you've got MWP, Winlock, and Wakaikum, who are out of the playoff running as of right now. Uh, I've been asking this question every week, but Adna's still a favorite.
2: Yeah, Toledo took them seven innings yesterday.
1: Yeah. Yep, first seven inning game in over a month. I'm counting that as yeah. a that might be the first seven inning league game in a long time because I don't think they had one last year.
2: Well in the big one tonight they got Rainier. So
1: Yeah. In a matchup between undefeated's where the undefeateds have How played co- a combined eight games <laughs> with a week. <laughs> what are we <laughs> doing? What are we doing here? Uh, it is see. a big game, though. I mean, I, I minimize it, but that the Rainier has definitely been probably the most consistent team outside of ADNA um, out of all the teams. So it'd be interesting to see if, if Rainier can kind of give them a run. They're starting eighth grader in the circle. It'll be interesting to see how Riley Cruz does against a very powerful uh, ADNA. Nobody's softer yet.
2: It's just kind of going to be there's adjustment of whether they can get up in the box and kind of wait on it.
1: Right. So, um, yeah. That's kind of the interesting one. And then Napavina is playing Toledo tonight, and that's also a big one because they're right now three and four. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Having played a combined nine games. Yeah. Uh, and district softball will
0: probably be, what, like May 15th to yes. 20th that week? Yep. So that's a couple weeks off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a little bit longer. I think there's
2: another two 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 weeks in the season. So yeah, So not... they
0: got plenty of time to get those last 15 games in. <laughs> Uh, but they won't. Yes. Like, I would
2: almost be fine if they did.
1: If they just said, screw it, everybody has to play every day. <coughs> just go to Borst and everyone finish out all their league games in a single day. Yeah, that would Just, be like, fun. rotate them all through.
0: Uh, this podcast brought to you by Goble Septic, providing septic service and portable sanitation for Thurston, Lewis, Mason, Cowlitz, and Grays Harbor counties. Thurston, yeah, all of them. Uh providing <laughs> all of them, all the counties. Just make a try to list them all off. Uh, septic pumping, inspection, and riser installation. Of course, commercial septic pumping. You got some got some issues down, downstairs in the bathroom here at the Chronicle, you know? Gobal Septic will come fix that right up for us. If your league schedule's all backed up because of rain. <laughs> Call Goble Septic to clear the shit out of there. Uh, grease trap services, and of course they'll rent you a porta potty and a portable sink. Visit Gobelseptic.com. That's G-O-G-O-E-B-E-L-Septic.com or give them a call 360-736-2167. In the two-As, we've got some two A softball things. Uh WFS blew out Centralia twelve two. Was this last night? This was last night. In five innings to force a Swamp Cup split. Just because they- in case you didn't remember, Centralia beat WFOS I, in softball. Who could, who could forget? Uh do they play
1: th- They've got another one, too, don't no. they? Apparently, they only, they only play twice. only two games. We don't know about the <laughs> schedule, man. <laughs> what, is, what is going on? Here's the other thing, too. If they would play for a third time, it would not be a league game either. So. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. Uh, Savannah
0: Hawkins hit a home run, went two for three the four RBIs. She destroyed a softball. She can she can hit the ball pretty well. You know,
2: well. the so the the building out behind left field at Rec Park with the WFS logo? Yeah. She put it off the top of it.
0: It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Brielle Etter, Rachel Gray, and Avalon Myers each had two hits for the Bearcats. you got two in the first, and then WFOS answered with seven in the bottom of the first. And Ellie Young shut the
1: Tigers out the rest of the way.
0: Pretty dominant. Yeah.
1: Uh, Probably since. Yeah, return to how the series has been.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The nature is healing itself. Like I that.
1: almost made that my lead. and I figured that would be a little <laughs> mean. But that would be.
2: Kevin Zylstra definitely said, he said, like, you know, I think their pride was hurt a little bit. The way last game went.
0: Yeah, I can admit. Did we ever find out what uh what I Sils did? Forgot? I did. I don't know if I, I I he said it I wasn't allowed to say. Okay. <laughs> and we'll just, just keep your secrets then. Yeah. Uh elsewhere, Tomwater beat Shelton and Aberdeen shut out Rochester. These all last night's games. Uh the standings, WF Weston in first at six and two, Aberdeen in second at five and two. Tellwater is also five and two, but currently on the losing end of the tiebreaker with Aberdeen. But they I think are Central
1: is just four and two, by the way.
0: Anyway, Centralia
2: four and three in the pigtail no, they spot. They lost to Aberdeen and Shelton and WF West. Shelton was they played they lost to him twice.
0: Yeah, okay, you are right. Never mind. Uh, and then Slide. Rochester Black Hills and Shelton are at this point out of the running. Top four go to districts, and one of them is a pigtail.
2: Yeah, so Rochester can play its way in, but has got to figure some things out.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: who's who's the favorite
0: in districts there?
1: Like a Ridgefield? Ridgefield. I think Ridgefield. Probably. Ridgefield ran through the EVCO at the beginning of the season. So yeah, unless- I mean, if
2: WFS can hit like it's been... And it wasn't just yesterday. They had, I think, one quiet game because Ella Ferguson shut him down on Monday, mm-hmm. last Monday. No, this past it's Monday. This Monday, yeah. But they had had back-to-back just huge outings. I know they ponged 26 on Aberdeen at one point. And I think after... After that, they had like a 19-run game or something. So they're going to do it on the bats, and the bats looked pretty good.
0: Okay. Uh, and then Evco Baseball, Tumwater sweeps WF West over the weekend, beat them 10 nothing in 5-2. That was a home-and-home series, right? Yeah, they played Friday, and then they played 10 hours later on Saturday. Oh, nice. Uh, Alex Overby and Trent Gaither both tossed complete games for Tumwater. And the T-Birds are are they in contention to win another state title? They might be. Could they won be. it last year, didn't they? They did, yeah. They yeah.
2: did, and I mean, the, the thing I was worried about going into the last weekend was kind of the pitching and whether they had that consistent pitching, and they did. Alex Overbay looked really good, and Trent Gaither looked really good, and I mean, they're not D1 caliber like the guys they had last year, but they were really dominant. They were both locating three pitches and decent high school level speed. Um,
0: yeah, I was really impressed with Tom Water. All right. Uh, elsewhere, WF West swept Aberdeen. Centuria split with Black Hills and Rochester, and then Black Hills split with Shelton. How that How that? Centuria rochester what What went on there? What's going on?
1: A lot of walks. Oh. Just a whole lot of walks. Well, there's a note in here that says talk about this one. I don't know one, what SF there is to life. talk about. I rochester, mean, like, walked in. They went to extra innings, and Rochester walked in all the winning runs and just kind of filled to pieces. So. That's a shame. It's but not Central- really Centralia got to win <laughs> yeah centrally won. uh showed discipline at the plate i suppose i think this yeah i mean we we can go over with the league standings because i mean that's that's a pretty tough loss for rochester they're not completely out of it but that was sort of just a ratchet like Braden hartley their main guy had 10 strikeouts but also seven walks oh. in like four innings so that they're they were just kind of like uh
0: were you there? Was it a tight zone or what?
1: I was there for the first couple innings and I came back just because it was kind of a busy day. Um, and Josh had the late game there. Centralia WFS softball didn't start till 6. Oh. So I'd be back to take calls and stuff. Under the
2: lights at Rec Park.
1: But Beautiful. I don't think it was necessarily a tight zone. It's just what Brad Cornson, Rochester's coach, was saying was just they would come in and kind of look pretty good, get into some trouble and get out of it, and then just kind of not fall completely to pieces, but just totally lose control of his zone. So, um, I don't know, maybe the bright orb in the sky is kind of spooking them a little bit here this week. They're not used to their arms being so loose with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And dry, yeah. Um, but just one of those games. More than some kind of like shocking upset. I think it was just, and honestly, Centralia was also kind of struggling with it, but then Brady Sprague stepped in and kind of shut the door on Rochester there in, I think, two or three innings of work. So, um, big win for Centralia, I guess. it. Yeah, I think it technically maybe keeps them alive for well, them. Yeah, and they split with Shelton too. So, and they, or, and they split with Black Hills. So, tech keeps them alive maybe yeah. for that fourth spot. But um, but the, the Evco is on the baseball side is a lot less interesting than the softball side.
0: Uh, yeah, standings, Tomewater in first place at nine and one. Who's their lost to? Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Okay. WF West at eight and two, Shelton six and six, Rochester five and six, Aberdeen five and six, Centralia three and seven, and Black Hills two and nine. So Tomwater and WF West and then and they, yeah. Shelton, Rochester, Aberdeen, two of those three probably doing yeah, district stuff.
2: Yeah. And WF West and Tumwater, they play a third time. And currently it's listed as a league game. Simply, I think on the basis of screw it, it'll be cool to make them play for the league title. Um, oh. Okay. <laughs> like, there's no, like everybody else, they play a third time and it doesn't count towards league, but those two will. Uh, just to make it a little bit harder for Tumwater, I guess. Well, that's but yeah, fun. I mean, the. It's not quite as wide open, but it's still got the parity. I don't know if you saw I tweeted out yesterday, both the baseball and softball in the two ways completed a circle of parity going into yesterday. And that was even before the upset of centrally beating Rochester. So you can do a full circle of somebody beat somebody beat somebody Ooh. in both sides. And we're like barely, like barely
0: halfway through the season, <laughs> the league season with all the rainouts. All right. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery. You guys need any furniture? Lots of outdoor stuff. Lots of, I don't know that they have a. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Try, they do try like again. Lawn chair. How about some home accents? How about like a bedroom ensemble or something? Do some you need any lights? of this?
2: Yeah, you always ask us.
0: Yeah. Uh, I Did
2: you get your I, current furniture at Elam's Home Furnishings?
0: Uh, I have never bought a new piece of furniture in my Ooh. life. <laughs> yeah. Well. But what I'm you, about to. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get the Synchrony Home Promotional Financing credit card mm. and just go load up. I'm going to get like, you know, I'm going to start in the living room and it's just <laughs> going to be what? Well, the, It's going to be like some individual seating, some group seating, some living room storage, some ottomans, accent tables, lamps. Cabinets, chests, bookshelves, totally, all of
1: Totally in our price have, range, for I'm gonna sure. I'm going to have so
0: much storage, yeah. And then you,
2: what what happens is then you take those out of the boxes and you can give the boxes to us to sit on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
0: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery. Check out their showroom at 1530 South Gold Street in Centralia or visit them online, elamshf.com. Other um, stuff. We have a 1A baseball update, even though... We're not sure about the standings. Tonino is seven and one, and their only loss is to Montesano. Good for them.
2: Pretty sure Montesano's undefeated. They should be undefeated.
0: Well, not as good for them as I previously thought, but they get a doubleheader at Montesano on Tuesday for the league title. And the softball team is three and seven, but they got their first league win last Friday against Eatonville, so things are looking up. Yeah. Any Comments on Tonino Pretty good. Yeah, baseball
2: team's been pretty good. They actually look I was at the beginning of their game against Elma on was that
1: Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. They looked Whatever really, day they it was. did
2: they did actually look really good.
1: Uh kind of on both sides of the ball, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, and since that that so that first game they lost to, to Monaseno was 19 to 16 and another game where they I think they walked 15 batters. Um and yeah, just 19 to 16 baseball game. Yeah. It was a marathon. Um, since then their, their pitching staff has, has thrown strikes and looked pretty good. So, um, and re- they've won a series against every other league team. So oh, I um, think that, uh, that Montesano game, that was their first league. Game, right? It was. So yeah. they've won seven straight since. Exactly. So, um, and yeah, get this,
2: they're double headers where both games count towards league.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, what? Well,
2: so somehow it, it, we managed to get to, tonight, I guess, to play eight league games in like 10 days.
1: Yeah. Uh, concept. So they're yeah. So they're going to be playing Monassano for if they can if they can sweep them on the road they will take the league championship. Uh, if it's a split, I think Monty takes it on the tiebreaker, and obviously if they get swept, um, it's outright. Um, so yeah, interesting stuff. Again, uh, just like last year, uh, two years ago during the COVID season, they won one game, and last year it came down to um, beating Monassano. I think on the last day of the regular season and they couldn't get it done and they ended up taking second this year, they're in a position to win a league championship again.
2: I don't know how far above third place they are. Like if they lose both and they go seven and three, I would guess they could they're still into second with the hosting privilege in districts, but I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, they do have the tiebreaker against everyone else. Yes. Because they've won two league games against at least everybody else. So um I'd imagine they're probably in good position to finish second. Especially if everyone else gets swept by Montesano. Yeah. Uh, in the one v baseball ranks, uh,
0: Rock shutout nacelle, 3-0 on Monday. Tim Bowes tossed five and two-thirds innings, uh, shutout innings, struck out 10. Cooper Young got the save. Uh, I think they're tied for first in league, but it doesn't matter, question mark? I mean, there's
2: four teams in the league and everybody makes districts. <laughs> you get, unless you get a trophy for winning the league. I'll say. I'll say that's more of a plaque league, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say good win for Mossy Rock. Yeah, they're looking pretty good. Tim Bowes is just a cool story. Uh, he hadn't. He's a senior. He hadn't played baseball since eighth grade, and just like I guess saw how much fun the team was having, and was like, I want. I want to come back, huh. and he's become their ace and one of their best players. And I mean, they already had a pretty good lineup. You know, a bunch of solid. Athletes to 1B baseball team mm-hmm. They got a couple good baseball players And a bunch of athletic bodies kind of filling behind them And he's made them that much better So it's the third time They've beaten a cell in the boys sports this year And it's the third time the coach has said they got the monkey Off their back afterwards
0: <laughs> So Alright nice yeah. And then on the softball team Masiak beat Nacell 10-4 and then beat Oakville 18 nothing. They wrapped up that league Though again doesn't, doesn't really matter yeah, yeah, All right. yeah. they'll play D- this so. districts
1: does matter. So once you get there, you play the first one and I it's loser out because only one team makes it out of the district. Because, again, there's only four teams in the league and four teams in the district. So uh, well, if you there's a glue game, there's a glue game. Yeah. So if you win the district championship, you get the outright berth into state. If you lose the district championship with which both Mossy Rock teams did last year, you play in t- that glue game against like a district. Seven, one, District two. One, whoever, okay. another district team to earn the state berth. And both Mossy Rock teams lost that glue game last year. So um, that's kind of when it starts get, getting more interesting with the 1Bs. Because, uh, I mean, unless something miraculous oh, happens, baseball, just... Mossy Rock and Naysal are going to be playing each other in a much more meaningful game in the district championship in probably both those sports.
0: Okay. Uh, this podcast brought to you by AmeriCool Heating and Air Conditioning.
2: Is it really air yeah. conditioning? I heating thought it was heating and, and cooling.
0: That's you got to change your right note, there.
1: man. Do they change it?
0: Your comfort is their business. Oh, that they has not changed. You, that has <laughs> not changed. They either keep you as hot or as cold as you would like to be. Offering full-service HVAC installation services and repair with a 100% satisfaction guarantee with everything they do. Just and you like know us. What? Just like us. Uh, they will also give you an estimate. Also like us, you know, somebody can call in a game and be like, hey, what's how many, how many words is this gonna be? And you'd be like, I don't know, two, three hundred. Like, Good enough. Oh, I thought
2: you were gonna be like call their twenty-four hour hotline and be like, Hey, AmeriCool, what's the temperature in my apartment?
1: <laughs> Rich <laughs> Teitzel of On Alaska Softball Munch gave me shit because he like called in a score. No, he didn't even call in a score. I think it was on like game changer or something, and it was the other team sent it in and the recap was like a hundred words and he was like, You guys must have run out of ink or something with this one. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, well, you know, before we pay, we got our publishers to help pay for the, the game changer. Uh, you get so limited stats in the like non paid version of game changer. It's like, oh yeah, you get, yeah, it's it's bad. It's horrible. So yeah, I was like, there's nothing for me to write about here. It's like, uh, so anyway, we got that corrected. Yeah now it's like 200 words it's nice nice (laughs) of chad to shell out for game changer oh yeah that
0: ten dollars over the course of a month or whatever Yeah, i don't want to pay for it (laughs) uh yeah americool heating and cooling uh why don't i give you some contact information for them you can give them a call at 360-273-3300 that's also their 24 7 emergency service line although You may be more comfortable visiting west.americoolonline.com and clicking the bright yellow Request an Appointment button. And once you do that, you know what you can do? You can request an appointment. Get those AC units now. Hell yeah. Uh, Good games coming up, in which Josh tries to convince us that the games he has listed are in fact (laughs) going to be good. Oh, I got a secret one that... Isn't even on the list. I can't wait to hear this. Uh, Friday, WFS that Tumwater Baseball, maybe for the league title, question mark?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is for the league title unless somebody is just lazy and didn't mark that it's actually a non-league game. So who the hell knows? <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> That's my pitch.
0: Uh, Rochester, WFS softball on Friday? I mean, it's, yeah,
2: Rochester needs this one.
0: I don't need to win. I don't know if it's
2: quite that if they lose this, they're out of the running, but if they win this, they are squarely back in the running because everybody's only played seven league games. So winning one is a huge deal. And
1: Rochester just hasn't picked up a win against one of the top half teams in the league yet. Except for Aberdeen. Except for Aberdeen once, and they've already lost twice to Aberdeen to make up for it. So they need, they need to get one back against one of those teams. Centralia already has a couple against those teams. Tumwater obviously already has a couple against the top teams. Aberdeen, so if you want only four teams, make it to districts. So if you want to be one of those four teams, you have got to win one of those upper half games and they have a couple coming up. So, um, you know, and again, they were one game out of a trophy last year out of state with a lot coming back. So,
2: I mean, they're only a game out of, out of that pigtail spot. That's and fine. if they
1: make it, anything can happen. Like legitimately, this, this isn't even just BS reporter talk about oh anything could happen. Like legitimately, anything, anything could happen if the, you make it in.
2: I think yeah. the GSHL is on both baseball and softball. The top teams are very good, but I don't think I think it's actually the opposite of what ha- usually happens, where the the Evco has the depth, and the so the top the best team might be Ridgefield, but I think then comes at least two or three Evco teams after that in the district
1: packing order. So yeah. That's okay. a big game for them.
0: Uh, also on Friday, Centralia at Black Hills Soccer. It's just win or stop playing for Centralia, win or be eliminated from postseason contention. For Pretty the much. Uh,
2: Centralia has two more games. One of them is against Black Hills, the other is against undefeated league champs, Aberdeen, and they need a, to win one of those. So, right. yeah. Uh, Black Hills just uh, upset WF West, which
0: is wild. So okay. maybe
2: they can make a late run. Who knows? Who
0: knows? Uh, games coming Monday Toledo at Nacelle baseball
1: just kind of interesting sure. if Nacelle throws Colton Lindstrom it's interesting yeah. because uh, Colton, Colton Lindstrom. Lindstrom's one of the best players and in the region and it's one that of that those class.
2: where normally you wouldn't expect Colton Lindstrom to throw or Kaden Schultz to throw for Toledo but also Toledo's done with league games so there's no point in saving him yeah <laughs> like yeah, unless you, you're going to well, just keep him on the shelf until sat until for 14 days. Yeah. It's,
1: rest not rest, man. Well, and even... You need like, to throw them. Maybe you don't want to throw them 100 pitches or 80 pitches or whatever, but you throw them for like three, four innings. Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming Lindstrom will probably be the same way. You just give him maybe yeah. 40 or 50 pitches. Yeah, Toledo's got
2: one... Toledo, Toledo's playing Owako today, and then sell and I actually just was on the... Uh, that
1: Owako game is interesting today. Yeah. Is that the one you were going to... Surprise? Oh no! Oh, it's a okay. deeper cut than that. But uh, I was texting Matt Gall, uh,
2: Toledo's coach, a bit ago, and he said they were trying to get one more non-league game. I know like half the C2BL
1: is playing Elma, who's in the same boat. Uh, yeah, but I'm I was going to sure. say that Owaco game was interesting because Owaco clinched. The other thing we didn't mention: uh, PWV baseball was playing for a league championship against Owaco a couple days ago, and I went out to that one and they lost. So Owaco pretty much clinched the. Uh, Pacific 2B championship out there and PWV is most likely the second uh team.
2: Owako, yeah. Adding a handle to Owako earlier in the season, but things change. Yeah. I mean was a state team last year. Yeah. So.
0: Uh what's your what's your deep cut that's so cool? Uh
2: if you want to if you're not doing anything on Sunday, and I know we usually like dismiss this, but I think it's getting towards the uh point you might want to mention it. Centralia College of baseball is having a season. There are 13 games over 500, they've completely bounced back from a bit of a rough stretch, and they are solidly in the NWAC playoff picture, and the way their season wraps is they have three series left, and the one they're playing this week is against number one Tacoma, uh, who is also in their division, and just their division is completely stacked, so they have to play four games against number one Tacoma, who has actually probably not... Uh, who and four games against number three LCC and obviously LCC is kind of the big LCC versus Centralia is kind of the big deal here. But those three teams, uh, those two series are going to be huge for them. They've got so they play Tacoma twice in Tacoma on Saturday, and if you get a chance to play, if they um, win even one of those games, then Sunday becomes a really huge series for them. Uh, that's the ultimate benchmark, and then the week after that they play LCC. But these are going to be some of the best college baseball games that CC gets this whole season and they've been really good this year and they've been a fun one to watch. Obviously they're playing out at their new field and they play on Sundays where they don't have a ton of competition in the area. If you got a free afternoon, go out, go out to Centralia college.
1: Yeah. All right. Watch a potential MLB guy to Casey yeah. Tiger. I uh, know he's not an area guy, but a bunch of MLB scouts have been showing up watching him. He, I don't know how many home runs he has. It's he's be leading
2: the NWAC. I think he has eight this year.
1: Eight home uh, runs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's crushing them. Uh, he's uh, just also just kind of a man-child. I think he's committed to go to Wazoo, but yep. there's probably a good chance he gets drafted. drafted. And
2: they're, they're building something there. Uh, ben Harley, their coach, was saying that they've got pretty – I mean, obviously, it's junior college, so nobody's there for more than two or three years, but they've got one of the youngest rosters uh, in the league. They have, like, two sophomore pitchers. They're basically just hucking up a bunch of freshmen – against the best division in the NWAC. And yeah, could be. it's already good times for Centralia College Baseball, but mm-hmm. this will be a, the first really interesting end of the season that they've had for a, few, a while now.
0: Yeah, sounds like it. Okay, cool. And then uh, Tuesday, you've got Tenino at
1: Montesino Baseball, doubleheader. That's league title implications, correct? Yes. yes that's that's a, that's probably... I wish that were up in Tenino because those will be very interesting games. Because the other thing, too, is... I don't know when their districts is. I got to reach out to Schlusher to see what the, their bracket looks like. But if Tano loses that first game, maybe there's some, you know, I don't, I I mean, obviously you're still probably trying to win that third game, but maybe things change a little bit. But if Tano takes that first game, there's going to be some interesting pitching and all that kind of thing going on to try to balance resources and all that. Um, It's going to be a fascinating it's again. And that's, that's what's cool about those double headers, both being league games is that, yeah. like both the games matter and yeah, the imagine, coaches are making all these decisions yeah. where they're like, yeah. oh, maybe we're trying to save this guy for do the you second throw, game. Do you throw
2: your best guy out the first game against their best guy or do you try right. to steal a game by maybe th- saving him for your second guy? Yeah, it
1: just makes it much Im- more just interesting. Just imagine
2: that if like Montesano wrapped up the league because only one was, was league and league, they win the first game, they clinch the league, and it's like, oh, well, now we have to play a non-league game.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, their districts will probably be May 8th through the 13th, um, Monday through Saturday thing.
2: And it's probably the same setup as they always
0: have, four from the Trico. Four, four. a nice, simple, you know what, a bracket that just makes sense. No pigtail.
2: Single elimination, I think. No
0: bullshit out of those 1A guys.
1: The only issue...
2: The the 2As are fine, too. I'm fine with
1: it. Yeah, the only issue with the 1A... Yeah, even the pigtail's fine. The only issue I have with the 1As is the... uh, the Evco, or sorry, not the Evco, the Evergreen League only has five teams, so four teams get in. So sometimes you just to get the same. some really bad teams that make it in districts. Remember, what was was it Tano Volleyball last fall? Was
2: winless going into the final year, and they going into the final weekend they were winless in league, but they still had
1: they were not eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they make districts? I think they, they like did. won one game, they so it Eatonville. got them into districts, yeah. and it's like, mm. yeah,
0: all right. So anyway. Uh, anything else, you guys? Any other sports going on?
2: Uh, no, only other thing I remember. Quick shout out uh, for your College of Idaho news. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Glass from Toledo, Toledo catcher just committed to, to play for the Oats.
0: Good, good spot for him. They've got a strong program. They always have. Uh, of course, we're a basketball school now. Yeah, I saw that.
1: But uh, baseball has always been pretty big. Over any there. Other college. Um, I guess we I mean, should mention the Chehalis Activator meet happened last week. Uh, almost a 1,000 kids descended on Chehalis and participated mm-hmm. in that big invite. A couple standouts, Max O'Neill won both the 100, and he PR'd by a lot in the 200. I think he ran like a 23-17, I want to say, which is the second fastest time in 2B this year. Um, it was a sunny day, so I'm sure that kind of helped with a lot of the PRs that used to run in the rain. Um, yeah. Lucas Hoff had a pretty good day, like he like he normally does. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else off the top. There were so many kids, and it's also been four days since then. Um, but it was a it was a good day. I, they put on a good meet there. They they run it pretty tight, pretty fast. It's kind of amazing how many kids they get there, and it doesn't just devolve into a mess. Because normally those, I was a track guy, and you go to some of those invites, and things just get bogged down and they run. They run a good event. They all the flights are super well managed and stuff. Um, like I remember going to an invite. I think my my f- oh, sophomore year, and it was I was it. It was super crazy because like Buddha Baker was there. Obviously, he's all pro safety. He was at Bellevue. Yeah. Um. A couple like UW guys at did the you, time. Did you raise him? Uh. We did. I did jumps, and he. Uh, yeah. He beat me by a lot in long jump. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um anyway, it was just a mess. They didn't do flights, so it was you were just kind of like waiting in line. You didn't really know when you had to go and stuff. And it was like this big meet in King County. And um they they ran a, a good tight event. It was it was cool to see.
0: All right. Uh I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh we'll be back next week to discuss, I don't know, whatever happens the rest of this week. Thanks for listening.